0: this one out good morning everyone it's a big blessing to be here it's amazing to be here may the grace the peace and the mercy of our lord jesus christ be with us with us all every second of our lives what a blessing to be here how good it is to see you all again to be together here to worship god it's really good and what a blessing to be alive for this day the sun and the weather and everything around us, God has blessed us for so many ways and so different ways that we need to be happy. We need to be here because we are alive. And we need to live this life to show Jesus to others. It was amazing to see the lighthouses here. I didn't know nothing about that or anything about that. The good things that we know about lighthouses, how it can protect us, how it can help us, can guide us, lead us. And this is our main question, maybe, for today. How are we guiding people like a lighthouse to Jesus, towards Jesus? How can we live this way? It's always a huge privilege to share the word of God with you or with anyone. And on the same proportion, proportion, yes, difficult words, (laughs) this feeling of responsibility that takes place in my heart, May our God, God Almighty, the God we serve, bless us with the understanding of his perfect will. It's what I pray, it's what I ask. Last week we began our new sermon series based on the most famous sermon of the history, the Sermon of the Mount, where we found in Matthew Gospel, Matthew's Gospel, chapters 5 to 7, We heard here last week that this is the maybe a well-known sermon, little-understood sermon. And now we read even less-lived sermon. We also heard about God's purpose in calling a people to to himself, a holy people, separated from the world, to belong and obey him because he is holy. Even though sometimes we don't want to show this. We don't want to admit this. We want to make things closer and closer. Like the same way the world lives. A people called to remain faithful to their identity. That is, again, to be holy. To be different in all their thinking and behavior. To glorify God with their lives. This was... What we heard that God wants from us. We still heard from Paul John last week that Jesus begins his sermon by teaching his disciples the key values of the kingdom of God. The Beatitudes, beautiful attitudes. What's good? This sounds so good in English, not so good in Portuguese. But it's beautiful to hear, beautiful attitudes. That can change things. Jesus presents the characteristics, the qualities of those who truly understand and live the kingdom of God, not by their own values or merits, but because of the new life in Jesus Christ, those who experience the true meaning of being blessed, blessed are them, blessed are we. If Jesus until that moment had described the essential character of his disciples, his apprentices, his followers now using two metaphors also well known by us, he, di- he indicates how they should live, those guys those disciples, the ones around him in that mount and the kind of the influence they have in relation to the world. Salt and light. A Christian's influence. I would like to hear with you, or to read with you, the passage we were planning to talk about this morning. And Elaine will help us now with the verses. This morning's reading comes from Matthew chapter 5 verses 13 to 16. Salt and light. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Thank you, Elaine. This is the word of God, and I really, really ask him to apply this to our lives. Influence. How can we define influence? How can we concept influence? The Oxford Dictionary or Lexical tells us this. Influence is the capacity to have an effect on the character development or behavior of someone or something or the effect itself. This is influence. This is the definition of influence. And the question to us is, how do we influence the world? The world around us, people, around us. I would like to show you a picture and something that ask you, and maybe ask you if you know any one of these people in this picture. Six people here, different people. The pictures give us, give us, give us some, some clues of what does it. The first one in pink is Dua Lipa, and she's a performer is Singer. The second one at the top and the middle is Sanna Marin. She is the prime minister of Finland. The other one, I think that everybody knows, is Markus Heshford. He is a football player and an advocate of some causes. The other one, in the bottom left side, is Brit Bennett. She's an author. She writes books. And influence people from the United States. The other one is Stephyr Clements. He's a fashion designer. He's from Liberia. And the other one is Maitrey Hamakrishnan. Rama, and she's an actress from Canada. These are the six most influential people in a list of one hundred from Time magazine, United States. Every year they try to find these people. The most influential people in the world. They are shaping the world. This is the highlight in the article. They are shaping the world. They are telling the people how to live. They are telling what to wear. They are telling people what to think and how to be. How are we living? in this world, shaped by these people. I'm not telling that they are doing bad things, but they are shaping the world. They are influencing people. Our children are growing, listen to them. Good things, bad things, good opinions, bad opinions. I'm not here to judge. But how are we living in this world? What is the difference we are making as Jesus' followers. Back to the text we read, Jesus is following up his teaching about beatitudes, or the blessings, if you prefer, with this paragraph about salt and light. There is no pause here. Jesus is not changing the subject. Not a different teaching. Just flows in the same direction. The behavior that brings blessings to the follower of God is radically different from the behavior of the world. If we leave God's values, we are blessed in the way we bless others. It's straightforward. Jesus is just telling them, you need to be different. You are called to be different. Called, be to, you are called to make the difference in the place you are. So it was easy to think that because Jesus' followers were called to be so different from the world, then they should withdraw from the world. It was easy at that time, and it is, and continue to be. Easy to think this way today. It's easy to fill ourselves with the three S's: saved, seated and satisfied. Our condition. Jesus in this passage teaches the exact, the exact opposite of that. As church, as children of God, born again, we have been separated from the world, but not taken out of it. We were called to be the influence of Jesus in this world we live in. We were and we are sent to the world to show Jesus Christ in us, in our life. Jesus, as I said, was straightforward in his information. You are salt of earth. You are salt and light to the world. It's not an optional thing. Jesus did not say you can be or you have the potential to be. He said, you are. You are. He is speaking to his disciples, those who believe in him, believe in who he is, his apprentices, as he went to call, those who would become his church and be given the task to go into the ends of the earth to make his name known. That's what we want, to know Jesus and making Jesus known. So this word is to us, it's for us. Wake up, be light, be salt. We are called to do that. If we understand the real meaning of being blessed, we also understand how Jesus sent us to make the difference out there. It's safe to be here. It's good to be here. It's comfortable to be here. But it's out there that Jesus wants us to do and to make the difference. You are south, verse 13 tells us. You are the south of the earth. This is the positive way. This is the positive thing in the verse. But you have the opposite of that. But if the south loses its saltness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown thrown out and trampled by men. If we are not being salt, we are useless. We are useless in the task we were called for. There is a lot of written about the useful, usefulness Oh, another big name, of salt in Jesus' time, or even its properties. It was used for seasoning and taste. It was salary for the Roman soldiers, their wages. It was divine for the Greeks. It was part of the Jewish law about the offerings and the property that receives our attention today. It was used as a preservative. Salt was used to prevent rotting, to stop decay. Those guys listened to Jesus at that time. They were familiar with that property of salt, and they got the metaphor. They understood easily what Jesus was telling to them. All of Jesus' disciples should serve as preservatives. Leaving God's values, God's blessings, Stopping the moral decay in our sin-infected world. Hard words, difficult speech to hear. We don't want to tell this to the people around us. We don't want to tell them that these are Jesus' words. We want to be soft. We want to be good. We want to be friendly. We want to be welcoming. And sometimes we are just hiding the truth. Not living the way Jesus Christ wants us to live and to show that the world needs to be changed. Are we shaping the world? Could any one of us be in that list of the 100 most influential people in the world? Here's the point South was useful in Jesus' day and age in that time. However, if South no longer no longer acts like salt. If salt is contaminated, contaminated with other things, it's no longer good as salt. It will not preserve any anymore. Does that make sense? It's easy to understand. Something very practical. We don't have to make it difficult to understand. We don't need to bring many other things around that. It's easy. Jesus makes it clear that a salt is useful to people. So also, Christians, us, must be a blessing to those around us. Around them at that time and around us today. To influence them with Jesus' life in us. By living a life of godliness, the Christian is a blessing to those around them not deceitful not changing things as salt is useful to those that use it around them if we live like blessed people as a consequence of the beautiful attitudes in our lives we are salt we are useful to the world to the world we have a positive influence we are showing god's love for them However, if we don't act that way, we are useless, and I say it again, to the world. We are not helping them. We make no difference. We have no different taste. They will tread on us because we are so like them that we make no difference there. We were called to make difference and to be different. We are not blessing others if we are not salt. If we live like the world, the world, instead of like Jesus commands us to live, we will have a useless influence. We are like non-salty salt if we make no difference. We were contaminated. We are despising the great privilege of fulfilling The task that the Lord has entrusted to us. Glorify Him. Live a life to glorify Him. Also, this is the purpose of our lives. In the sequence, Jesus also says that you are light. Verse 14. You are the light of the world. A town or a city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a ball. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. Now the metaphor, the symbol for his followers is the way is that they are light. In the same way, it arrives to us. We are light, lighthouses. We are light. For them, at that time, and us today, Jesus says, you are the light of the world. Not the light that comes from the world. But you are the light to the world. Light eliminates darkness. It allows us to see. As light, we should illuminate and make visible. Our lives need to be visible. But most important than that, Make Jesus visible in us? Is people seeing Jesus in us? The world can see Jesus in you, in the way you live, in everything that you have as a value for your life and for those around you. Do they can see Jesus? Jesus said in John 8 12, and we heard this before here today. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The light of life. And yet, he said, while I am in the world, I am the light of the world. John 9, verse 5. So Jesus is the light of the world. He is the light of the world. He is the light, as I said, to the world that lives in darkness. And the world is in darkness. We know that. And his church, NCBC, not the building, but each one of those who have been saved by his grace and love, by his sacrifice in the cross of Calgary, as we heard here, as we sung here, Every one of those is called to reflect and shine his light. The light of Jesus in us. We are witnesses to the reality of Christ's presence in our lives. He's living in us. Jesus is not among people, again, physically, but he's living in us. This is the reason he said we are the light of the world, because he's in us when we worship God with pure hearts, when we love others as Jesus loves us, and when we do good without growing weary or murmuring or expecting something in change, we are lights shining when we do that. It is important, however, to know that it's not our light. Not because of us, not because we are so much important as the world wants to say. But we are the reflection of the light of the world. We are the reflection of Jesus Christ himself. The people will see Jesus in us if we live this way. This is the influence we must have in the world. Living to reflect the image of Jesus in us. His light in us. His values in us. Jesus, who is humble and meek. Who is just, right, and true. Who has mercy and compassion. Who loves, but does not approve of sin. We should want to shine the light, because we are the light. Because Jesus is in us. True light cannot be hidden. If you have true light, you don't want to hide it. If Jesus has changed you, let your light shine. Let your light shine. Leave Jesus in your day-to-day life. The verse 16 tells us exactly that. Let your light shine before men. that they may may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. It's the way we live that praises God. It's the way we live that shows the world who Jesus Christ is. When we are blessed, living the values of the kingdom of God, we glorify God and we shine. We influence people in the world with something that. It's not usual to them. And they can glorify and praise our Father, the Almighty God. You are salt and light, Jesus said. You have what is needed to influence the world around you. It's already there. You have the Holy Spirit abiding in you. You have the word of God that is lamp for your feet and light to your path. What are we waiting for? What are we waiting to live the life that Jesus wants us to live? Our age? To be older? Or because we are old already? So we don't do it. You're expecting for something to happen from somewhere. To live this way. Jesus, and I want you to remember that. Jesus is speaking to his disciples, people who believe that he is the Lord, that he is the Son of God. The Apostle Paul, when he writes to the Philippians, chapter 1, in the verse 27, says, Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Leave a worthy way to show Jesus. The aim, the target of all we do as followers of Jesus Christ is to bring glory to God. We live to make his name great and honor him by the way we live our lives. We want to make him known as the source of excellence, blessing, truth, beauty, justice, holiness, goodness and salvation. Jesus Christ, our Lord. We want to be salt and light and influence everything around us. This is our commission, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, we will experience this reality. Let us be a real Christian influence to the world around us. Do you think you can shine? Do you think you can make the difference? You can be salt. You can preserve what is decaying outside this church or outside our lives. Can we shine? Are we light? Are we faithful servants of God? This is something for us to think. Something for us to put in practice if we decide if we understand that this is the life we want to use and to have to glorify God.